Good evening and welcome to Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed, the People's Podcast. Coming, coming at you on a Monday evening. Uh, feeling a lot better now. The last podcast I gave, it was a bit of a snotty and horrible mess. Still a little bit am, tail end of a cold, nothing worse. And you're just constantly blowing your nose about 20,000 times a day. But hey, throat's a lot better so far. See, see, just hope it holds out. But anyway, peeps, we're back. We're back, we're back, back in the hot seat. So, what do I want to talk about? A nice a bit of a late night rambling, but maybe not so much of a late, late night rambling. I am no architect, okay? I admit that. But I'll tell you something. The buildings are going up in Edinburgh at the moment. I wonder who the architect is. Who, who's designing these pile of crap? They all look the damn same. There's like, they're just, oh, they're hideous. It's, like, it's such a bit of an eyesore. They build this interesting building um, all the way. Look, recently, just for example, just near, not far from where I stay, we have a converted, um, there is a converted hotel, which used to be a hotel. It was closed down in t- uh, 2004. It used to be called the Barnton Thistle Hotel. It was owned by Thistle Hotels. Uh, famously known from Margaret Thatcher staying many, many, many moons ago when she's obviously still kicking around. Um, I think it was so. But obviously it closed down. It's been shut for 10 years. Uh, and the, basically it's been bought over by. It's been it was bought over by a retirement flat company. They built, changed, converted it all into retirement flats. The, the original hotel. But in the main sort of car park area, they've built these kind of flats. The square kind of, they build up these wonderful kind of modern flats. Looks quite nice, the kind of stone colour. Doesn't really quite go with the architecture of the original building. But when it comes to building the roof, it's just this grey monstrosity roof to give somebody a balcony or a sort of rooftop flat penthouse, if you want to call it. But they're everywhere. They're just so cheap and tacky looking. Honestly, if you're an architect and you're listening to this, give us a comment. Why are they building such crap out there? Why can't they design them like a proper building with a nice roof, uh, proper of these flat roofs or frame-built houses and like a nice proper roof, like like a proper normal house with sl- slates on it. It looks better. Um, and what's to make it more attractive and look more um, better than just this... They're destroying the sort of the face of Edinburgh slowly and surely because of these chucking up houses and they're just so uh, they're just the same crap, same design. It's like you think whoever they think they'd have a bit more imagination in designing a house, blocks of flats instead of this same guff. And they, but they're so cheap, they're chucked up quite quickly, and they charge their fortune for crap basically. And they've got no longevity. They just bung them up just to get the money. But later on down the line, they start falling to bits because they're just cheaply built, and that's a shame. Um, nothing is built these days to proper brick houses, uh, solid walls. It's all just plasterboard, so you could flip and run at it, and you probably end up in your ne- in your next room quite easily without actually causing yourself any injury because they're so crap and cheap. So, what is it, architects? Get your finger out. What you do- stop designing crap. Your qualified architects design something a bit more nicer, uh, and do something, or whoever's the, to blame for these 
really duff flat blocks of flats and buildings that are going up these days. Uh, whoever it is, I'd love to be able to give them a good slap on the back of the legs. It's drying me up the wall. So, anyway, that's my rant over about architecture in general. These blocks of flats that are going up. So, and, uh, which I find very uh, just, just dry. Oh. Anyway, what do you people think about these type of flats that are going up? Maybe they might be nice inside, but from the outlook, after a while, you just go, crap. I'm an eyesore. And never mind. Changing the subject here to music. Um, X Factor last night had the preview video of the new Bandied 30 song. Not so many artists as the usual. Last last three. Um, what do you think of it? Obviously, main aim is for it to raise money to target Ebola. Um, a while ago, somebody said, I think it was, um, was it malaria or something like that, is that it's actually still going on and nobody seems to be wanting to cure that either. Or they are wanting to get, get a cure, but it's, it's more, ever since this Ebola has happened, it's more, it's, it seems to be spreading. It's one of these things that they're trying to control that, but they've had Ebola's been around for so or um, malaria or something's been around for so much longer, but. Why are they not doing it to try and care about that as well? So what is the... Yes, I understand the point of it. It's to raise money and so we can eradicate it and hopefully... Hopefully we do eradicate it before it gets any worse. And by getting rid of it, um, we can at least we can go back to concentrating on these other um, diseases and trying to eradicate them. But, I mean, that is... What is the burning question to go go down that road and sort that out? You know what I mean. Uh, but yeah, I do hope we do get rid of Ebola because the last thing I do is you're going on a plane for a holiday. You know, you, before you know it, you come back and you've picked up uh, picked up something. You just never know. So um, it's scary enough as it is, and it is a shame for all these people who are getting it. They're just you can't touch or hug or anything. It's all. Uh, you're literally, you could get it and you're, they're dying. Some are very fortunate and they're actually surviving and they're getting cured, which is good. And just well, thank God for them, to be honest with you. Thank God for these people that are actually surviving. Um, at least they can hopefully go back to their families, um, which is one thing. <clears throat> so, but yes, so what do people think about the new Band-Aid? Uh, personally, it's alright. Could be better. I think, they, I, think they just, I think they rushed it. I know it's obviously to get there for Christmas. I just personally think it was a bit of a rush job, um, mainly. So, and that's just my opinion. X Factor last night was watching it. I watched the so it was out to have a statistical results show, but I watched it online to simply the only wild card left in the X Factor, Stevie Ritchie. But I can sing. He's perform when it comes to performing the big ma major so uh, shows. He um, doesn't quite. His singing goes off. He doesn't work. But when, he's, when he did that sort of Phantom of the Opera sort of performance, he can sing. He does very well. Did a good sing off with his own, own co colleague in his group, Jay James. So he's when he got voted off. Um, but you're starting to get the, down the wire now. You've got what seven acts, seven acts left technically. Simon's still got three. Um, you've got. Um, Andrea Faustini, the Italian from LB, uh, 
So Lauren Platt for uh, Cheryl, not Cheryl Cole, Cheryl Fernandez for Cine. Uh, and for Louis has only the young and the stereo kicks. So it's looking seven acts left. Uh, they obviously did a weekend, they got rid of two to make it, so they've obviously shortened things, obviously I'm not sure how they're going to make up the time. Um, personally, who is going to win it? Uh, difficult one. Andrea Faustini can only go so much. I don't think he's got a good voice, but I don't think he will win it, uh, personally. Um, Stereo Kicks, young, form, young band, not really been doing much, they're not together that long. Still trying to get identity. I mean, don't think they'll win it. Only the young for it. Only the young. I've got a good chance of being in the final. I think personally, Fleur East is going to be the winner. She, with her performance system there on Saturday, with big band performing JCJ's song "Bang Bang," was very good. She rapped. She danced. She sang. Everything. Just the whole package of a star. Simple and um, I think she will be a hot favourite to win the X Factor this year. She is versatile. She's current and I mean she's late thirties, but doesn't look it and she's good. Um, she's good at what she does. I think she's kind of almost like this slightly older version of Alexander Burke when she pretty much did very well with her uh, in two thousand and eight. Um, so I think it's good. It's one of these years. I think it's just a better quality. Seems to be a better quality of sync. Um, singer, um, just because Simon calls back, I think it's just a better quality. I think it's better judgment from the judges. It's working better. It's more fun. The, the banter between the judges is really quite interesting. It's quite funny. Um, um, yeah, I think it's good. And it's a good laugh and it's good to watch. I think uh, more look at the sort of analyze it and be like to. Uh, see how he goes, but I think I mean I think Steve Ritchie, his performance, he was very he was he's a good guy, he's likable, people like him. I think his performance was okay, wasn't the best, but he, I thought it was a bit reminded me. First thing it reminded me of was uh, Wagner when the Brazilian guy. So I thought, oh man, what are they doing this guy? So, uh, but Steve Ritchie can sing. I find him he's very good, uh, but I think the, overall, I think the person who will probably win it be Florida East. Uh, but I could be wrong. Benny Hainau, his voice, he's more rocky kind of voice, he's more of a sort of maybe one track, one, song, one, track, one style of music, uh, technically. Um, and who else is on? Yes, I'm trying to think who else is. First, first, Andrea Faustini, yeah, he's not the probably not as adaptable to a lot, of, a lot of the songs, but he does his best. Uh, Only the Young, excuse me. They're going to be like um, a lot of younger kids. Young kids don't like them because they're very good at what they do. But they're sort of upbeat and uh, they, they create their songs f uh, fun to watch and they're very entertaining. Um, so I think they're going to be. I think it'll be a sort of only for only the young flirt east. Um, that'll be the two one of the two main finalists. Probably Lauren Platt, I would say. Um, for the, the last final three of uh, X Factor, the rest I don't see. Um, them, uh, yeah, they won't be in the final. Semi finals, uh, stereo kicks maybe. Just more popular because of the girls, young girls will be oh, stereo kicks. Yeah, scream, scream if you want to come faster, faster, faster. Uh, but anyway, uh, 
So um, I just personally think that'll be sort of those three, but I could be completely wrong because it's all down to the public vote. So <laughs> that's the main thing. Um, well, I was, gonna, well, I was looking at stuff to generally talk about. Actually, I'm trying to be a bit more civil and structured, but <laughs> I think I've got to totally buggered that completely. <laughs> well, that's what I was like. just actually was looking at on Facebook here. <laughs> just to very true. To know that you're getting old, the person who played the original Karate Kid with Mr. Miyagi, as in wax on, wax off, um, he has just turned, he's 53. He doesn't look 53. You're thinking, my goodness. He must have held us even he started it. Crumbs. Uh, crazy, crazy, crazy. Just turned 53. That is just nuts. Um, recent stories coming up that a former X Factor contestant, Rebecca Ferguson, you may from Liverpool, um, very unique voice. Uh, she's just had her third child, but uh, obviously the father of the child she's um, simply found out she's pregnant and went bye got herself a girlfriend and walked off um, so it's a shame so but thankfully her her ex who's she's basically friends with two other two kids is what basically going to be help bring up the the, the third child uh, and put the, his name to her the to it so it's a baby daughter yeah, to the daughter um, so it's got, she's got the same name as the other, her other two kids. So she's called the wee girl Arabella. Needs to be named. She had her two weeks ago. So um, that's so she's in the Hello magazine. If you're walking past the show, oh, there's Rebecca Ferguson. Just in case you're wondering. Um, so one way one way of getting rid of a shopkeeper to fight off an attacker is get the chili powder out. Um, it's a bit, uh, Robert got more than he bargained for when he tried to steal a cash till from a shopkeeper in Boston, Massachusetts. Shop owner Sadat Khan re reacted by throwing chilli powder in the face of his attacker who fled empty-handed. Police say the man has been charged with attempted robbery and assault. He must be, be feeling a bit hot at, under the collar after that one. Uh, actually taken, taken in by the collar. So my goodness. Um, Recent new in obviously London, of course, new, new sort of political movement coming in called the Left Unity Party. <laughs> obviously, trying to unite the left voters because they think that a lot of the left voters, left people are going, the parties are currently going towards the right, and because of all this austerity. Now, um, in I'm going to read an article to you. Isn't, is this the face of the UK's newest political movement in the quiet streets of in North London? Very dem democratic session is in progress. Delegates vote on amendments to left unity policies. Formed in direct response to the growing unpopularity of the austerity movement. Now, there's the pause in that bit. The austerity, okay, austerity. We're having to make cuts. This, uh, okay, okay, quoting the Bible here for folk that may not obviously know the story, it's a very common story from the Bible, um, is the seven good years and the seven bad years. 
We are technically, in a sense, you got the fat was and the famine from the, the fattened calves and the, the, the seven fat cows and seven skinny cows um, from the that part of the Bible. So if you think about it, we are technically going through almost like, we may be going through a, a period of seven bad years at the moment that we're actually having to cut everything to live within our means, but it's actually technically working because our economy is growing. We are getting better, and it will only be do us the world a good. It will be tough times, but things will get better. Um, yes, at the moment there is. Europe are not growing as fast as it could be, but Britain is, and it could be there is a potential risk of another uh, bank crash. So, like we had in two thousand eight. So, fingers crossed that doesn't happen. It doesn't affect the obviously will affect the UK because we're part of Europe. So, um, but things will get cheaper. Um, but fingers crossed that won't happen and things will recover. Uh, uh, or the UK, Europe will get their finger actually finger out and start doing something. But just to read this story, this previous story is um, for, uh, formed in direct response to the growing uh, unpopularity of austerity movement and the failure to establish a left. Uh, sorry, a failure, a failure of the established left to challenge the coalition members of the party want to see change. A fair deal for ordinary people. One of a major tenant of left unity, the UK's newest political party, and it is hoped by delegates meeting here in this rather non-descriptive North London building behind me. Um, obviously behind the person who was reporting on the story was Amina Taylor from Press TV. Um, basically they're ensuring first steps on ensuring that the UK voting public have a genuine political alternative. Left unity members say they want to see the new style of politics, one that represents the many and not just this the elite. Conference uh, delegates acknowledge the uphill task they face in changing British uh, policies but they uh, say there's too much at stake if they don't try. So you've got UKIP, you've got the UK Left Unity Party, Left Unity. <coughs> My goodness. Uh, so let's see how that develops down. Also starts down south. Let's see where that develops. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm gonna pause because my voice is dying on me again. Back. Almost had a coughing fit. Not so good, but doing okay so far. Um. Anyway, what was I talking about? Yes. What can I talk about now? <laughs> That's the question. Uh, oh man, not so good. Um, oh, that's what I was going to talk about. Yes, I did have um, the creator of Knight Rider, um, Magnum PI Quincy M.E. Battlestar Galactica, Glenn Larson has died at the age of 77 just the other day. Um, he was thinking he was making probably actually wanting to make an Night Rider movie movie coming up. I heard, but it's a shame. Yeah, the man he epic films of epic TV series that we, we all used to watch, and if it wasn't for him, there'd be no Night Rider kit or anything. There'd be no Magnum PI Tom Selleck, you know. So uh, if you think about his trusty uh, trusty TV programs he watched, there wouldn't be any. And it wasn't for, wouldn't be any. If it wasn't for him. So. Um, it's a shame that he has passed away because of cancer, a form of cancer, which is, seems to get quite a lot of these guys, but obviously kept working um, and kept doing stuff, which is good. I think that's the best way these days. I was speaking to a client of mine earlier on, 
and I didn't realise he just turned 70, he doesn't look it. Uh, he was still very fit, um, got lots of walking and things. And uh, basically, he was just saying, sometimes you get to age, you just better keep going. Why retire? Because if you retire, you're just going to die quick. Just keep going and keep working, that's the best way. He's somebody who's living longer uh, these days. But anyway, uh, that was that. What else was I going to... Oh, what else was I going to talk about? Can't remember, but I, because I'm, I need to have a quick look before I, and I'm going to actually pause my podcast so I can think about what next to talk to you guys about before I uh, make a complete, well, yeah, yeah, I'll be back in two seconds, people, just hang on, take a break. After a bit of a, a wee break there, just to uh, pause to have a wee look at, see what I can talk about again, because obviously you've got to think, it does take a wee while to rustle up stuff to talk about, because at the moment the news is not really much kicking around. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, really bandy 30, there's, there seems to be rumbling on the Ched Evans uh, football story regarding whether, uh, I mean, Jessica Ennis Hill or Jessica Ennis uh, has a stadium named after her. The recent um, I think part of some singer or whatever does, uh, has um, it just is quite so. There's a lot of controversy at the moment regarding Chad Evans whether Sheffield United should or should or shouldn't uh, re-sign him for football. So difficult. Scenario um, and that one. What do people think of? Why should a former person is a convicted rapist? Should he be allowed to allowed to be resigned or be back at playing for a club, or should he not? It's a kind of debate, very debatable at the moment. Um, Christmas. What are you hoping? That Santa will bring you. Don't want to say Santa's not real, but he well, just to just in case you were wondering, Santa is not real. Um. Anyway, <laughs> just just yeah. Um. What are you hoping to get for Christmas? What would you like for Christmas? Have you got your eye on something? Um. Anything you particularly like, or are you just getting to that stage? You're happy with a couple of handkerchiefs and some socks, and a pair of slippers. Um, that's all you want. <laughs> so, but um, what are you hoping to get for Christmas? I'm not really. Don't know what I want man, this year. Maybe just some money or, don't know, vouchers. Don't tend to go. I don't know. What do I want? It's interesting. Excuse me. I would not mind. Um, well, I think I aim is I would like to upgrade my phone to the iPhone 6 Plus, but anything, or maybe I would like an iPad actually as well, I mean, an iPad mini if I could get one, but um, I don't know if that will happen, so I can be mobile with the podcast, mobile with the people's podcast, people, you know what I mean, And but I'd love to, I'm going to ask for a wee challenge, and I'm being a bit more serious here, I, I, if you and Cameron... Soon to be the TV presenter, one of the TV presenter, should say, should I say, one of the presenters of STV Edinburgh. I'd love to do a podcast with you. I'd love to talk to you, interview you. We'd love to, yeah. I would love to um, 
well, not just me, but I'm sure I can get my team, the my the other part, my partners in crime, Hugh Hattrick and a Jonathan Sutherland, our trusty analyst. We'd love to just do a interview, talk about your career, talk about your new adventure. If you are obviously with restrictions, I'm sure you're for what you're allowed to and not allowed to talk about. Um, but I'm sure <laughs> legal restrictions will not stop you. Uh, because you're just you are the you and the Cameron of um, of uh, yes, <laughs> but anyway, um, I'm sure that's not never it's never stopped you in the past. What I'm trying to say to um, uh, you you do like to you you good at yeah you say what's on your mind basically that's what I was trying to say I think uh, in a very roundabout way. Um, would love to. I love to interview James. Talk James Whale. He's fascinating, brilliant, very funny. He's great. Yeah, I, I think he's very good. Um, I love to interview him as well. I love to be able to any any up and coming. If you any anybody out there, maybe I should inter, maybe I should interview the Marwick brothers because I'll tell you something. There, the, there's Richard and David Marwick, good friends. Grown up with them in in Edinburgh. Uh, been the trusty. My nickname is D, well, got Richard the Madge Marwick because he I was sounded like Madge from Neighbours because man so um, Madge so we always uh, kind of called him that and but I I got for some random nickname when I lived in Cramond in Edinburgh called uh, started with Dion double, Dion as in Dion double Dion Doubleman um not sure random names but um it was all fun but um we was. He, the, these guys, they're not just football daft, but they, they like their cricket and their darts. Interview them on the, they could be a wee, my trusty sports analysts on the cricket side. I think, I admit I find cricket a bit boring. It's not my cup of tea. I used to play when I went to boarding school and I was bored utter. Oh, jings, it was exciting. More excited I was paint dry, put that way. Uh, uh, I, it was just oh, horrible. Uh, but maybe they have a thing for the red ball getting rubbed up and down uh, the, the, the bowlers uh, yeah, I'll leave that one there, you know what I mean and uh, obviously they're into their darts, these guys are like their sport they're, uh, so I can interview the Marwick brothers, or one of them anyway, and do and talk about something different uh, if they're up for that, but I'm sure they would I can do a bit of a, and do a bit of sports analyst uh, section on the Hatchet and Ramsey Unleashed podcast, baby. So let's um, put a shout out to Mr. Ewan Cameron. I'd love to interview you if you'd be up for that. Uh, if you're allowed, obviously to your to your new contract and what you're as what you're allowed to do, not allowed to do, and if you'd be like to do it. Um, and James Well would be great to interview. I think it'd be fascinating. He has a long career, TV, studying radio, he does he's got podcast stuff himself. Brilliant. Uh brilliant, very funny, straight to the point, says it as it is. Great for watching on Sky News and the in the paper reviews. But um yeah, and we've got many other people as well. Um but anyway, I'm going to uh, shut this down tonight, uh people. And to say thank you for listening to the the Hatrick and Ramsey Unleashed, just the Ramsey's late night rambling, on the, the Monday, the seventeenth of November. Um, Thirteen days to go, and then we've got the first of December. Things I'm going to have to get my finger out and do some Christmas shopping. 
but there's also so much more to do uh, before the end so it's uh, crazy crazy um, if you are a business and you know any business, businesses and you'd be interested in uh, being advertised on our uh, podcast for people to find out more about you and you'd be and maybe please give us a, a shout via the Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed uh, Facebook page um, and we'll be happily to talk to you uh, a bit more about it. Um, so for this, this late, late rambling, uh, I will sign off, say thank you for listening and to we are the Ayatollah of the Rock and Roller. The People's Podcast is here. And we're ready to <laughs> to thank you to all our sexy beast listeners, and to soon to have our sexy beast sponsors, um, to say yes. So, as I say, if you want to start a war, start a war, baby. I recommend. I just recently bought uh, Fozzie's new album, uh, featuring lead singer Chris Jericho, to ex uh, not a current part-time WWE wrestler. And there's also got three books as well, out called the Best in the World. So if you're, but if you like a bit of heavy metal, a bit of rock, a little bit fuzzy, good, some good tunes there. Um, but anyway, let's just, let's wrap this up until our next podcast. Uh, goodbye and thank you to all our listeners, and we'll see you. We'll see you again. I don't really see you, but uh, you will hear from us again soon. Um, Bruce is getting late, my brain is off the scale again Um, but anyway thank you again, goodbye, good night and take care, thank you for listening to Hatchigan Ramsey Unleashed and we will speak to you again bye for now